Hi everybody, um, welcome to episode one of Books, A World in Between, the podcast. Um, hi, I'm Kinga and I'm going to be the host of this podcast and let me tell you, I'm excited for this. I've never done anything um, like this, such as a podcast, um, but I have thought about it and then, you know what, I just said to myself, I've got nothing to lose, so here I am. Um, this is going to be a bookish podcast, as you may have guessed from the title, since it is Books a world in between. I will be um, primarily talking about YA, but it won't be strictly YA. Um, I will also be talking more about um, themes and tropes and discussions related to books more than um, actual reviews. However, I am sure that those will be um, present here and there. Maybe some episode will be a review. Um, I will also have a comparison, maybe between a movie and a book. Um, sorry, the book uh, and its movie, <laughs> that's what I meant, of course. Um, a bit about me, about the books I read. Um, well, I really like fantasy and science fiction. Uh, I love the world they create. Um, an example is the Lunar Chronicles. I do really like that series and you're definitely gonna hear um, a lot about it. I'll probably end up slipping in a little note or anecdote about it here and there. Um, what else for the start? I also like to read crime and mystery. Um, I've read quite a few of Agatha Christie's books now. I started reading them about two years ago. Um, I like listening to audiobooks and reading physical books, but I'm definitely going to be talking about the format of books in a different episode. Um, yes. Now, for the layout of these videos, sorry, not videos, podcasts. I don't know why I said videos. Podcasts is what I meant. Um, at first, I'm going to be doing a short introduction kind of like what I'm doing right now. Um, it'll be maybe some anecdote of what happened um, during my week uh, or anything fun or bookish related. I don't know, that'll be really sporadic and well, not sporadic, random and um, just at the moment. Um, yes, then I will do worldwide book news, which is a little little thing I thought of. Um, I don't know, I didn't see anybody else doing it, so I think I thought of it myself, but I'm not sure. I haven't listened to all the bookish podcasts that there are out there. Um, so instead of the World Wide Web or the World Wide News, it's going to be just book news from around the world. Maybe like publish uh, publishing dates of um, really popular uh, sequels or maybe an offer event, a readathon, just anything of interest, uh, you know, that can be counted as bookish news. Then I will go on to the topic of the day, of the podcast. Um, like today, 
the podcast topic is going to be reading slumps and what they are and how to get rid of a reading slump because they're awful things. Awful, awful, awful. I hate them. Um, so yes, and then at the end I'll quickly just say what I'm reading at the moment, what I just finished, things like that. Um, yes, so that's going to be the layout. So since we've got the introduction done, let's move on to Worldwide Book News. Um, so at the moment this may be a little difficult uh, because of quarantine and coronavirus. Uh, so a lot of um, things are being postponed and moved, so just the, the publishing of different books, offer events, everything's been cancelled or moved. Um, which is a bit sad, but it's totally understandable as people wouldn't be able to get to these and the sales would be low. So both the author and the publisher would be losing out um, a lot, a ton. So that's unfortunately being postponed. So I can't really share any news on that. But um, the good thing is that there's a bit more readathons going on, actually. Um since uh, the the creators of readathons kind of wants to um, get us together reading books and using this time that we have. Um, so the Reading Rush had a special four-day um, reading readathon. That's just ended and I'll be probably talking about that in the next episode, what I read and generally uh, my views on readathons and things related to them. Uh, but upcoming readathons, there's one on the 25th of April, which is a Saturday, which um, I think this is going to be up on the 24th uh, on the Friday, so that should be tomorrow. Um, so you might miss that, but I'm just saying. Um, in May, there's um, a mini believeathon where you read um, children's books, uh, middle grade and yes, children's books and that's um, going to go on from the 1st to the 15th of May. Uh, there's also Hypophon which is uh, reading hyped books and that's going to be uh, going for all of May, so from the 1st to the 31st. Um, I doubt I'll be taking part in any of these um, Readathons. Oh, sorry, I didn't. I don't think I mentioned that the one on April twenty fifth is Dewey's twenty four hour readathon. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't think I'll be participating in any of these readathons as well. I have online classes and as assignments from my teachers, tutors, um, and these readathons aren't my thing, and I just participated in the uh, reading rush stay at home reading rush so yes but it's out there the information if any of you want to take part okay let's go on to the topic of this podcast reading slumps i don't know why i'm saying this in such a happy positive mood because i'll tell you one thing reading slumps are terrible and I'm sure you know, if you're an avid reader, you've probably had one. You've definitely had one before. Um, 
but just in case you don't know what this term exactly means, I'll just quickly summarize it. It's quite a simple idea, it's just when you can't read for one reason or another. So the one reason might be that you just don't feel like reading. Um, yeah, that sounds awful as a reader and can be really, really annoying because you're a reader and you feel like you should be reading you have so many books on your shelves or you wanted to get this read before a certain date. I don't know, but you just don't feel like reading. You want to do other stuff, watch TV shows or things like that. And you just don't feel like it. And the another <laughs> reason, the other reason is, mm, you know, when you... Sorry, not reason, characteristic is when you um, sit down in your favourite spot, maybe a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, put in a candle, whatever, you know, set the whole mood. And you start reading and you just can't get into it. Uh, you read a few sentences, then your mind wonders, oh, what's going to be for dinner? Oh, what am I going to do at the weekend? However, <laughs> now since it's a quarantine, it doesn't really make a difference. It's going to be the same thing anyway. But you get the idea. Um, yes, and then even if you do, you know, get your focus back onto the book, you forget what, you, f you forget what the book, what the sentence, sorry, was about that you just read. So you have to read it again, and then your mind wanders off again, and it's just an endless loop or cycle, however you want to call it. Ah, uh, yeah, so that's the reading slump. That really not pleasant at all. Um, my ra last reading slump, I remember, it, it was like a major reading slump, was during the summer holidays two years ago. I had just finished a book that dragged. It was actually my first ever Agatha Christie book. It was Halloween uh, party or Halloween night, something like that. I can't remember. I always get mixed up. Um, so excuse me for that, uh, but I don't recommend it, it just drags on. Something happens at the beginning, then they're not nothing, and then just at the end, before the climax, something happens again, and the whole thing is resolved. It's, no, I did not enjoy that one, and it took me so long to read. Uh, well, I, I think I read it in like a week or two, but the amount of time I spent with the book in my hands, just looking at it and trying to read. Oh, it was it was tough and kind of put me off books. So that's actually the first reason that I wanted to, to talk about um, why you might get a reading slump. Yes, when you read a boring or bad book that you just didn't enjoy or that dragged on forever. Now, the second reason why you might get um, into a reading slump is when you finish a big series. You know, for example, Harry Potter. There's seven books and you just got invested in it, in the characters, in the world, in the author's writing as well. And then you finally finish it. And it's, it's, oh, that scary moment. It's, the thing is, when you're reading this, this last book, you really want to read quickly because you want to see how it all resolves, what happens, um, to get to the climax. 
But on the other hand, you don't want to read it because you know that soon it'll be over. And when you turn the last page and you see that there's none left after that, oh, it's it's tough. It's a tough feeling. And um, after that, you may get into a reading slump uh, because subconsciously, you may not want to read something so you don't forget with those characters, so you don't detach, because as I said, you get attached to the characters and you try and think of different adventures for them, you might even write fanfics, and you feel like you would be cheating if you started a new book, especially straight away. Um, yes, that's, that's, that's sad, but that you just have to wait out. Uh, yes, I really said one, um, one way you can get rid of reading slump. But anyway, another reason, a third reason why you might get into reading slump is when you've read a really, really long book. And it, was, it could have been really enjoyable, but it was just so long and you're just a bit tired of reading because you just spend so much time sitting and reading and you just want to do something else. That's understandable. And, um... The last reason is just because, oh, there's no explanation for this one. It just happens. It just appears that reading slump out of nowhere. Oh, reading slumps. <laughs> I really hope I don't get into, I don't get a reading slump soon. And I'm wishing the same for you guys. Um... Yes, so now that you know what it is and how it's caused, let's move on to the more positive, optimistic part of how to get rid of these reading slumps. Um, first of all, I want to say that I thought this was a good topic for the first episode of my podcast because I thought it was quite uplifting. You know, I'm giving tips on how to get rid of a reading slump and how to read more. So it's a positive thing and especially now uh, since we're in quarantine as well this is extra useful because you have so much time um, to read and you could use that time to read your books from your shelves that have just been lying there for a long time. I know, I know, I also have some books I've been reading on my <laughs> shelf for a while and I did actually get to a few of them already during this quarantine. So if you're in a uh, reading center in quarantine, that's not good. So I'm trying to help you to beat it and overcome it so you can read. Obviously. <laughs> okay, so um, the first way you can overcome a reading slump is simply to take a break, as I said before. Uh, you know, try and watch a few episodes of a show. Don't try to force it. Try the next day. Um, this one is, yeah, it's not very, it's not a very helpful tip, but sometimes forcing it will not help. You may need to take a break. This was a sweet and short one. Not really much explanation needed. So let's go on to the next point. Um, reread. A favorite of yours. So 
I said that your mind wanders when you're in a reading slump, or it could wander, it depends. Uh, reading slumps, I think this is very important to mention, I don't know why I didn't mention it before, reading slumps will be different for everybody. And it will be different for everybody um, in the means of how to overcome it. So that's why I'm giving a range of tips and reasons so that maybe you can try and find one of them that will work for you. Um, and even each reading slump might be different, so do be prepared for that. Okay, so the second tip is to reread a favorite. Because as I said, repeating myself here, um, your mind may wander. And then you come back and you forget what you just read. But if you read a favorite that you've already read a few times, that doesn't matter because you already knew what, no, sorry, not knew, no what happened and you don't have to worry about oh, rereading that sentence over and over again just so it goes into your head goes in there and you understand it no you know what happened so even if you do miss a few sentences that's okay because you know what happened um yes yeah, so it could be also a comfort read which is which you just really enjoy reading and it brings you lots of joy um, or maybe something with happy memories just reread a favorite that's tip number two like i have this movie that i watch when i'm in a bad mood and it always cheers me up and it always puts me in a good mood that movie being legally blonde i um, i think quite a few people do watch this when they feel down it's just a fun movie and it's quite optimistic uh that's a movie recommendation there for you. Um, as far as I know, it's not based in the book. No, it's not. Uh, but you know what? Movie recommenda recommendations might creep into my podcast. That's okay. Um, so yes, tip number three is to read a book from a different genre than you usually would or then you were just reading that's kind of two tips it kind of divides so say you were reading especially this is applicable to what i read fantasy and science fiction these books are really heavy on world building especially mm, first in the series because uh, you know it has to set up for what's going to be happening and it just explains the world and since it's not like earth as we know it it's not like what we live in. Mm. This may need a lot of explaining to do. So, there, these types of books can be really difficult to get through with all the amounts of details. Um, so then it would be good to read a light and fluffy book, as I like to call them, such as a contemporary, often contemporaries, uh, not all of them, mind you there are ones that deal with really difficult issues so maybe not those especially for this first part of the tip but more i don't know romance or there's some really uh easy fluffy crime as well um it depends it depends what you read and what you find easy to get through it as i said it all varies from different from person to person we are all different and we have different tastes and I think that's amazing um so yes so you could read 
a favorite book. Um, and for the second part of this tip is to um, read a book that is in a diff that's from a different genre than you would usually read. So maybe out of your comfort zone. Um, why this is different to the first one? Well, if you read something different, <laughs> I was going to say it's different, well, obviously, and you're just not used to it, so it'll be more interesting and intriguing. Say, if I'm going to use once again my own example, if you read um, fantasy and science fiction, and then you read a crime, that might be interesting, you know? It's, it's different and you want to see um, what happens when you solve the crime. Um, so that's an example. Yes, yeah, so just reading something different. Um, yes, that's the other part of this tip, basically. Okay, the next tip is to read, is to try and read a standalone. So you don't have to start a new series again. Uh, so you don't get invested in the characters. Okay, I think that makes sense. Um, you don't have to have such a deep connection, so you can read it faster. Next tip, kind of leads on, read a fast-paced book. That's quite simple. Um, you could ask your friends, maybe, if they know a fast-paced uh, book. Or you could simply just find info on Goodreads or book blogs. Um, definitely there's uh, some discussions or posts about fast-paced books on uh, book blogs. Yes, and you can find loads on WordPress, for example. So it's worth checking that out. Uh, yes, because fast-paced books... I don't know, I, they're just so much more easier to read. You don't have to try as hard. I know this may sound weird, but you actually don't have to try as hard. It kind of just flows on its own. Um, it's as if the book was guiding you instead of you guiding yourself your own way through the sea of the words on the pages. So that's a little interesting view. Um, the next tip is to uh, read a book that has a movie that you've seen. Oh, well, this one is a little controversial one, I know, even for me. I just kind of oh, gasped inside when I said it. But yes, since we know the movie, it's kind of like reading the favourite book tip. You know what's going to happen. Uh, so even if you can't focus on a particular sentence or part, that's okay because you know roughly what happens. Well, obviously, it depends on the book because sometimes the book is so drastically different from the movie. I know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, I often read first and then watch the movie. But um, I know a lot of people don't and maybe this way be easier for you to get out of a reading slump. Yes, I'm definitely going to talk, be talking about uh, movies uh, versus the, their books in some episode and I'll definitely include To All the Boys 
uh, I've loved before series because I have quite a strong view about the movies. Let's just say I'm disappointed. Yes, I'm not a fan. Some of the beautiful things that were in the books were just missed out. Oh, yikes. Yeah, I was I was so sad. Anyway, uh, so that's that's one tip. Um, because maybe rereading a favourite book will not work for you. That's a possibility as well. As I said, we're all different. And that's why I'm providing several tips. And why would rereading a favourite book not work? Well, sometimes some people just don't like rereading books because they're annoyed because they know what happens. Because um, they want to read on and you're like, yes, I remember this. Why am I wasting my time? So you might get irritated with that. So that's one con of that tip. Is that it just doesn't work for some people. But I know that a lot of us readers. Because um, you're a reader, I'm sure, if you're listening. And I'm a reader too. A lot of us readers do enjoy to reread books. We all have those few that we just can reread and reread and reread again. Um, for example, Harry Potter. I know I've uh, listened to the audiobooks of Harry Potter multiple times, I think at least seven. Yes, um, I'll definitely have an episode dedicated to Harry Potter, as I have some views on that as well. And here I just want to, you know, talk about it. Because um, I said I really enjoy talking about books. Um, and since I don't have my closest friends don't read that much, I just work through my thoughts and books on my own. So if anybody else is going to be enjoying what I do here, um, I mean the podcast, and that it brings them joy or something, that would be absolutely amazing because I'll be making others happy while doing something I really enjoy. Yes. Mm. And uh, did I have another tip? This isn't really scripted like that. I do like to do mm, these types of things, just not scripted. I did have some things prepared, but not this. Um, no, I think that is all. Oh, no, I do have another tip. Yes, I actually have two other tips, but they're really closely related. They're kind of the same thing. Um, one of them is to do a buddy read with, for example, your friend. I think that's the best way to do a buddy read with your friend. Um, talk to each other, you know, message each other, send a Snapchat, however you communicate. Um, or I don't know, Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, I don't know. Whatever your means of communication is, message your friend and say, mm, hey, do you want to read something together and go for the books that you own or maybe that you can have, you can buy an, buy an ebook off on the internet right now because obviously I'm considering that uh, the quarantine is still on in a lot of places around the world so you can't just go out and buy books. But there's different possibilities still. Like as I said, ebooks, you can buy them online. Um, audiobooks, you can buy them online and different websites and platforms. Um, 
I don't know, there's different ways. Uh, also, there's libraries, many libraries do um, features where you can borrow ebooks and audiobooks, as I said, um, online for free. You have them for two weeks or something, it depends on the library, and then you give it back, and there's also a queue. It's like an actual library, but just online. It's quite fun. Um, so hopefully your library does provide that kind of service. So yes, doing a readathon with a friend is great because it gives you motivation and you can talk about the book with somebody and maybe there'll be things that you haven't noticed and then you'll want to read to see uh, where that thing you missed was or maybe um, you have a theory, say it's a crime book. I'm kind of using my own examples here. And you say, oh, I think it was this person because or because or this clue is very important. I think it means this. And then you think something else and you can kind of have a debate going on. And then you can continue reading or reread that part and see, oh, no, I still think I'm right. Or no, I think actually you're right. And then in the end, you can see what it is. So it's it's more exciting kind of in terms of crime novels it kind of gives a competition or maybe there's some plot twists you're you foreshadowed it gives you that kind of satisfaction and it also lets you fangirl or fanboy <laughs> i don't know i'm trying to be inclusive but fanboy just sounds funny so yes yeah, so you can fangirl with your friend about some character maybe there's one that you have a crush on yeah i know I know what it's like. Um, so yeah, you could talk about them. And then the other one that's closely related, I mean, another tip, the last tip, in fact, is to do, um, not to do, to participate in a readathon. This uh, gives you motivation. There's different challenges. It's for a set of period of time. Um, there's possible prizes depending on the readathon. Yes, yeah, sometimes you can win a book or even assign a book or a voucher for books. <laughs> you know, books because it's a readathon. Um, but it could be quite fun as well, or doing like a bookish bingo. Um, I don't know. I just realized that in May, from the 15th to the, to the 30th, there's going to be a Shrekathon. A Shrek font. Oh my goodness. I don't know what it's about. Um I've never heard of it. Never heard of a Shrek font. I must check it up later. But mm, I'm sorry I can't give you more information on it, but um in case you're interested in the title, it's in May from the 15th to 30th and the Shrek font. You might be able to check that out somewhere. I don't know, there's no link here. Um, so yes, it, it's, it's, and it's great fun, really, and you can also discuss books and fangirl and fanboy, as I said, and you can make friends as well, because, um, it'll be all types of people, all kinds of people from around the world participating in the readathon, and maybe when you discuss, you have the same views, or, you know, you can see what others are reading, and that could also give you book recommendations. Yeah, that can be really fun. <laughs> I'm kind of saying what I was going to say in the next episode, but that's okay. 
that's totally okay because I'm justifying my point and um yeah so that's kind of it for reading slumps um they're they're annoying but eventually that ends eventually they'll come back again then you'll get rid of that one they'll come back again it's kind of a cycle but um it, that's just how it is but you can speed up the amount uh, the the length you know yes you could speed up the end of it by maybe trying out something uh that i mentioned today in this podcast so yes that's it for today's theme at the end i just wanted to um quickly talk about the books that i've been recently reading um I've read I read recently Ian Ian McEwan's book called The Children Act. I was assigned this for my English literature class. It's a really really short book. I highly recommend it. It's about law and it totally gave me the vibe that um that I kind of felt when I was watching uh the trial of OJ Simpson. The, so OJ versus the people, something like that, is the title on Netflix. Yes, it's available on Netflix. Um, I also recommend that. That's that's a good show. See, another recommendation. <laughs> um, yes, it it was fun because there's the aspect of the lawyer that's kind of having trouble. They're going for a divorce and they're having a difficult trial that kind of discusses ethics. I guess most law trials discuss ethics, but here it is very prominent. That's kind of the the, the idea of the whole book, because it is called the Children Act. So it does um, involve the Children Act, which was established in the 20th century. Um, and yes, uh, there's elements of music. Yes, classical music, because the main character likes to play the piano and there's actually a Christmas concert at the end um yes I I did really enjoy it I'm happy that I was assigned this book because I probably would never have come across it but it it really did change some of my views on ethics and um it, it also discussing discusses just the idea of of life itself it's amazing. It's such a short little book. I'll check how many pages it is because I have it right in front of me. I think it's like 100 and... Oh, sorry, 212. I was going to say 112. No, 212. And it's it, it's a really like small uh, size-wise, the book itself. Um, it's the size of my palm, literally. But wow, in such... A short book so much was discussed it's it's amazing i think that it it really was a gripping and reading what it says on the front a gripping masterly heartbreaking um so that was from the observer meal on sunday and the times i totally agree it yeah it did blow my mind and the ending not gonna be spoiling it but wow the the ending yes it really does make you think it's a thought-provoking uh, book um, and I haven't read 
think a thing like that in a while. I more watch movies that are thought-provoking, but I don't read books that are thought-provoking. So this was different, and uh, yes, it's it's a great read, um, especially in quarantine, 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 when um, you have loads of time for self-reflection, for thinking about, you know, life and ethics and yourself, you know, values and beliefs. Um, this definitely has, yes, it has the question of life. There's um, the main theme also of religion, because uh, I can say uh, this was um, a, the main trial in the book is a boy who is just going to turn 18. He's not quite yet 18. He's a Jehovah Witness. Yes, he's part of Jehovah Witnesses, and um, he got leukemia, and um, he's got not much time left. And if he was, if he wants to survive, he should get a blood transfusion. But I don't know if you know, but Jehovah's Witnesses they say they're not allowed to get um, blood transfusion because it introduces somebody else's soul because they say that the soul is in the blood not only in the blood but part of the soul is um so yes it um it discusses that and we kind of get um bits of that all throughout the book so we get to see the different religion as well which is interesting um i did know about uh, a bit about this topic that they're not allowed to receive blood because i um, I did volunteer, um, at a, at St. John Ambulance, uh, yes, so we had different lessons apart from actually the first aid, we all, we were also told about different religions and how we, you know, have to be careful and considerate of everyone, so, yes, this was really interesting, I don't know, I think I, I definitely read this book at the right time, and it just reminded me of so many different things, but it was unique and on and its own thing. Yeah, it was meant to be brief, but I've nearly talked ten minutes on it. But no, I do believe that it deserves this recognition. I definitely, definitely um, uh, think that you should read it. <laughs> um, maybe it's not the best for younger children. Because it is a ser- it does discuss serious topics. Um, but if you're a bit older, you should enjoy this. Yes, I also read um, uh, "The Ocean at the End of the Lane" by Neil Gaiman, which is so, so, so much out of my comfort zone. It's totally not what I read. It is described as a magical fantasy, but um, it's also a horror. And um, it's just so different. I've never really read anything like that. At first, um, it was actually a recommendation from a friend. And we have a lot of a lot of things in common. So I'm, I said, yes, I'm, going, I'm definitely going to read this. I went and bought the book straight away. But well. It's been two years, um, but I finally decided to pick it up um, for the readathon. Yes, 
and I can't remember the last time I read a book so quickly. I ended up enjoying it a lot. At first when I was reading it, um, yes, um, it was, it, it, it was setting up to be something like Anne, uh, Anne, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, where it's just really weird and illogical, and I really don't like those types of books. I really did not enjoy, um, well, I didn't enjoy Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and the sequel, uh, Freedom of Looking Glass. I really, really didn't enjoy that one. I just don't like that type of book. It's, yeah, no, I do like, on one hand, I do like fantasy and magic, so it's not maybe logical in our sense, but no, I definitely don't like something like that. Um, also, Peter Pan reminded me of that theme. I recently read it this year and I also didn't enjoy it. Which I was sad because it's a classic, but unfortunately. Um, uh, yes, but I, I can't remember the last time I read a book so quickly. It was amazing. I really, really did not expect to enjoy it so much and to just be <laughs> swallowed by the book. It was, it's, it's a shorter book. It's on the shorter side. The, um, my copy had, um, 200 and something pages uh, but the font was big yes it was much bigger than the book uh, the children act that I was previously reading so yes um, but it reads really easily that's the type of book that I said before that it kind of flows and you're just swallowed by the book and you just you, know, you just absorb the words yes it's a really unique book mm. I think the less you know, it's good, so I'm not going to really, really reveal the plot. But yes, I think you need to read it and then after think about it. So I also recommend it. Um, even though it, it, it was marked as horror on Goodreads and even when you type into Google uh, the title and then genre, which is the type of book, um, it also has horror and I that's one uh, that's one of the uh, genres that I just don't touch at all. I haven't read any of Stephen King's books. I just don't read horror. I don't watch horror movies. I just don't enjoy being scared and I, I think I scare easily. Also, a little anecdote here, um, my friends always kind of <laughs> laughed kind of at me. Um, it wasn't a mean kind of laugh, it was just, you know, a, for a good friend type of laugh. I never wanted to go with them to see horror movies in the cinema, like It and the, the sequel and um, I don't even remember the titles because I haven't seen them. Uh, but then once when we were over at one of our friend's house, we they, they made me <laughs> watch a horror movie with them and I wasn't scared at all. And one of my friends that always... Um, wanted to go see the horror movies. She was scared under the um, the duvet because we brought in a duvet and we sat on the sofa. It was a fun girls' night. Uh, yeah, but I was kind of laughing at my friend then because she was genu genuine, so scared, and I wasn't. Uh, yes, but horrors I don't read, but somehow I wasn't scared of this book at all. I do see how it could be horror, but it's not strictly horror. Like when you think of horror, this 
isn't it? Yes, and I also read um, The Journey to the Center of the Earth by Jules Verne. Um, yes. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't love it. It was okay. It was fine. But I didn't love it, love it. Mm, as I thought I would, because it is a classic. It was so ahead of its time. But, unfortunately, yeah. I don't know, I just think maybe back then it was really good, because it was, as I said, ahead of its time. But right now, it just seemed average, and the ending was a bit hmm, surreal. But yeah, I still think that you should read it because it is a classic and it, it's not bad. It's also on the shorter side. So yes, so that's what I was reading. And now, at this moment, I'm not reading anything because I just finished the other ones. But I'm going to start Heartless by Marissa Meyer. And Marissa Meyer is the author of the Lunar Chronicles, which I already mentioned. See? Propping up. <laughs> it's definitely going to come up, I assure you. I'm sorry if you don't like the series or you're sick of hearing about it, but it's just... I just always end up somehow tying it in into the conversation. Uh, so yes, Heartless, because it's a standalone, and at the moment I don't want to read anything that's part of a series, in case I really need to read the second one, or the sequel, and I am not able to get a hold of it because of coronavirus quarantine. <laughs> so I'm going to be starting that up. And that's it. That's it for the first episode. I had fun. <laughs> no, I didn't. I wouldn't. I would uh, not have fun. But yeah. I hope you enjoyed. I hope that this um, is your cup of tea. I hope that maybe I helped you relax or calm down, unwind. I don't know, whatever, and uh, hopefully you'll want to hear more, um, if not, go searching for um, another podcast that will be your thing, because there's no point in wasting time in things that you don't enjoy, and same goes with books, I'm going to be talking about that, um, while well, I talk about DNFing books, but, but yeah, I hope you like that. And yes, um, take care, stay safe, and bye-bye.